Welcome, listener, to the Symbiosis Now podcast. My name is Tyler Colombero, and I am your host. Today, my guest is Javi Herrera, a good friend of mine that we go back a couple years. We've worked together. We've had great conversations together. We've hiked together. We've hung out together. We've helped each other grow in a lot of ways. So I love having him on the podcast because he brings great conversation, which is Mostly what this podcast is all about, inspiring further conversation outside of this podcast. But maybe when you get a listen, it inspires you to go find your buddy and have a good deep conversation with him about a bunch of different topics. This episode, more specifically, is about hiking different areas of California. Javi also went down to uh, the Grand Canyon, you know. But some of the places we will mention, the Sequoia, Yosemite, Big Sur, and... uh Javi tells us a little scary story about maybe getting chased by a coyote slash wolf. He didn't know what it was. I'm thinking it was a coyote. But he says it might be a wolf in Yosemite. And I, Tyler, tell a story about the bear I saw in Sequoia. Thank you for listening today. And I hope you enjoy this episode of Symbiosis Now. And, of course, a big shout-out to Remington Blake on Instagram, folks. Follow Remington Blake on Instagram for his beautiful art. If you'd notice, the new thumbnail cover for our podcast episode today is made by the one and only Remington Blake on Instagram. That's Remington Blake. The O in Remington is a zero. If you can't find him, he's a 23 year old artist, writer, and creator of things unreal. Big shout out to him. And thank you very much for the new podcast art. Hey, what are you doing? You can't grow that here. Our thoughts feed industries. America's public enemy. Number one. Sequoia? Yeah, Sequoia. And yeah, that's where Moira Rock went. And that's that's the one that I was talking to you about that I want to take you on. Yeah? I'm down to go on that. No, I, I, I feel like, yeah, I've been thinking about like going on a good hike. It's not know? really that long, honestly. It's only like... No, something different. I mean, just I like, I don't care how long things are. I personally don't like a real long hike unless I plan on doing it like, and that's the goal and like it's going to be... Like the like, one at Big Sur? Yeah. <laughs> honestly, that was fucking tight. But also sometimes like, dang, how far are we going to go? But I was down. I was just down to keep going how, for how some reason. How long do you think you know? that hike was? I don't think it was as long as we felt like it was. But because it was going up and down. Yeah. I think that, yeah. And then I think also when we were in, uh, at uh, Angelo, I feel like that, was it Black Mountain? Oh, Black Oak, like, yeah. Yeah, that, I feel like it said it was 10 miles and it felt like we had already went like, 10 miles but we only went like five or not even halfway yeah, remember it was like yeah. four or something you were basing off elevation we're like yeah i don't think we're even close yet. <laughs> yeah so like that was one thing that like that really got me to want to go on more hikes is because that one black oak it was like one what sucks is i try to look it up on all trails it's not on all trails really yeah because it's in that reserve because it's in the reserve zone so they don't yeah really give out the trails there and so I don't know how long or like the elevation climb was. Yeah. But I've been like kind of um, learning, going on hikes a lot more, um, like elevation climb, like what is hard, what is like a 
mediocre hike what is like okay i could get through this in like you know an hour like and so i went on is it Morro rock it wasn't too much of a climb it's like the rock itself it's like 600 feet or like the steps so it's like that's not too bad and it's not really like steep or nothing but this one in yosemite i went to it's called vernal falls and um and nevada falls that one was the first waterfall is 1200 feet elevation climb and then the second one was another another 900 so total it was 2100 and so um that one like i prepared myself like actually what was funny was me and abe went on the first one we just wanted to go to yosemite like i got my my annual pass i was like i've been wanting to go to yosemite just going to hike so we just went i planned for this totally different hike but the road was closed because winter and i didn't really uh well plus all trails kind of led me to a different went well based off all trails to the map like it led me off a different uh destination so it was like oh we can't get to that from here and so we just decided to go on whatever hike was right next to us and so we went on it and didn't realize what we were getting into and it was a pretty steep hike like kind of it was 1200 feet the first uh, waterfall called vernal and like me and abe were like tired after that one and then the steps on those ones were like super slippery they were covered in ice and so there it was like on the borderline of getting closed down like because there's supposed to be a winter path around the the top of the mountain um but that adds on like another mile and a half so it's uh. like do you want to hike another mile and a half or do you want to just cut through just like let's just go up directly up the waterfall and the climb was pretty pretty like uh intense a bit but that slippery slope man it was just like i don't know like you had to hold on to the railing and then even the railing was covered in ice because it was like the water was dripping but the wind would hit it to where it like freeze over 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 time so just like solid ice just on the steps bro have you ever seen that movie called frozen it's not like the disney one like the stupid no it's not stupid you know what i mean like (laughs) the disney one that all the kids like i'm not talking about that one it's another movie called frozen and these these like young like two dudes and a chick one of the dudes is the girl is one of the dude's girlfriend and they go snowboarding and they're trying mm. to they take a lift up and up the mountain they go snowboarding down they eat shit a bunch kind of like you and i oh, you, yeah. you and i like we did <laughs> yeah. but they went for the last run of the night real quick to catch one more run uh-huh. and the something happened to where they shut off the lift and they're like almost at the top of the mountain just on the lift and like they go home for the week like they're not coming back till next weekend and they shut the lights off and everything and they're thinking man they're just fucking with us and they end up, dude, they end up stuck up there. And they don't know what to do. And hours go by. And the boyfriend's all of a sudden like, I'm going to fucking jump. And I can make it. And it's like, dude, like 80 plus feet, bro. And he just jumps in his legs. Da-da. Oh, just, man. <laughs> he's trying to like turn a kit with some random shit that he's got. And dude, and then sure enough, the wolves come. Bro. Oh, and, they, and the girl wa- like like watches him fucking get eaten. They watch it. They don't mean to. Like they try not to. He's like, don't let her look, man. And he's like, I won't. But she looked, bro. She saw her boyfriend getting torn to pieces, son. Then the other guy's trying to climb down the cable to the fucking next post so he can walk like like – like climb the ladder down the next post because there's a ladder on like the actual posts but you know that the lift is right like got the gear or the fucking pulleys on mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. 
intense ass movie, bro. It's horrible, bro. <laughs> I, honestly, I haven't seen it, but I think I remember like the the picture, like the cover of it, like just a ski lift, and it's just like dark. like she falls asleep with her hand on the rail of like that you pull down over you while in the it lift, and it, and she has to rip her hand off it. Like you can see the flesh like all frozen on there, oh. and she gets frostbite on her face so every time she like rubs it. It just gets worse. Oof. You know, and like imagine like you're fucking snot and you're hanging in the air. So you're not even like you can't even tuck hunker down behind a tree and not get blown by the wind. You're hanging in the air like the wind alone. The stronger if anything because you're like starting to get above some trees. Maybe. Yeah. No, it's fucking scary, bro. What was crazy, uh, me and my buddy actually went, hiked up Yosemite Falls um, at the beginning of the month. And the day before or the day of... Um, I think it was the day before, there was a hiker that apparently went, like, missing. But they didn't post it till like, the next day or the day after because they weren't, like, sure till then or whatever. But uh, she ended up falling down, like, the Yosemite Falls. Whoa. And it was, it's like, 800 or, like, because there's, like, two levels to the to the waterfalls. And so there's the upper Yosemite Falls and then the, there's, like, a lower section. Um, but apparently she, she hiked up to the top and like she that fell, yeah. like she slipped off the staircase or something, or like she jumped no. off the top, like thinking there was water. So like, say the, you kind of hike up the side of it and then back around. So like wherever she was, I don't know if she went to, um, like which section. Cause you, there's a section where you could, uh, cross the river or cross the waterfall. There's a bridge. Um, and then right there, like, you know, you could just walk down and, like, uh, touch the water and stuff. So I don't know if she went, like, right there. There's another area where you could actually go to the ledge. And there's railing, so, um, so like, you don't fall. But it doesn't mean you can't. And there's still, like, higher-up areas where, like, there isn't railing and you could still see the edge. Right. And so, like, I don't know exactly where she was. And I don't think they'll, you know, they're going to know exactly. Oh, but so she never got found, you mean? They, I believe they found her body. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, but so she did fall, like, somehow fall. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, they don't know, like, how she she slipped. Bro, or... I feel like coming back down, that shit is scarier sounding to me than going up. Like, you talk about how it's my slippery and there's, like, steps and shit going up. I feel like it'd be all right. But going down, I feel like it'd be more scary. Yeah. No, when you know. me and Abe, well, that was a different waterfall. <laughs> but... Those ones, when me and Abe went up, we didn't go back down that way. We decided to go back down the other way, which is the winter route. And that one was cool. I mean, you literally walk. It was, there was snow at the time. Um, there's, part, there's a bunch of snow now, so it's going to probably look pretty nice. But, yeah, we were walking on, uh, hiking on snow back down. But it was like there was enough people who went on it to where it started to... Um, compact it and then like some parts were slippery so it was, so i think like we slipped like once or twice but not too bad you made a rut you yeah. made the path for yeah. the next person to make it safely <laughs> huh well it was it was funny because it was just like you cross paths with other hikers like it was a pretty popular hike and no matter what it was just like oh yeah that way slippery like yeah th this way slippery like you basically couldn't get around it it was just um how I don't know, like, the other, the short path was quick, but there was a lot of steps. It was, like, le legit steps going up, or, like, uh, stone steps. The other way, it was, like, the gradual. 
So, um, I don't know. Like, seems like a metaphor for life. Yeah. You know, like it's shorter, but it's a lot of little steps if you want to get to this destination in yeah. life. But you could take the longer route, which is more steps, but more leisurely. Yeah. And you probably get to the same place. It'll just take you more time. Yeah. Or less energy, one or the other. Yeah. Maybe it'll definitely. keep you the same amount of time, but maybe just less or more energy to do one or the other. Yeah, because definitely, I mean, uh, going up was definitely a pretty... It, I don't know if it was because me and Abe didn't know what we were like really getting into, and it was just like, we're going to just hike on this trail and see where it leads us yeah and like we knew it led to a waterfall so it was like let's just go till we hit the waterfall but it was like we didn't realize like the the incline in it and it was like it was it was steep for not knowing what you're getting into but then that one like got me into paying attention into that for hikes and so when i looked at yosemite falls and seen it was three thousand feet it was like okay that one's a lot that's double what what we did and it's just like uh a lot more like you know it it's not a lot more like a lot of people do it i i've seen um but it's just something where it's like you want to know what you're getting into because the hike down was more rough like on the knees than anything yeah, yeah. and then you also want to get out in a timely manner because you're supposed to be out by 5 p.m. at Yosemite when they were open. Hey, but then the sun goes down, you should be out of there almost. You should be wrapping up. Yeah. It's another world in there, man. Dude, so what was crazy, like, yeah, exactly that. Because me, well, I've been there a few times in the past month. So it's like nice. there's uh, different moments. But, like, going down Yosemite, it actually got dark. And we seen Search and Rescue, and I actually think they were looking for that lady at that time. Because that was, like, literally the literally the day or the day after that supposedly wow. she went missing yeah, so, bro. but i thought it was they were just like doing uh what is it like training because it was like a group of them they're just talking about like stuff like they're just on the trail just taking a break but um yeah like it was dark and then like my headlight went out but luckily my buddy had his headlight and so we were good but with the light but it did get like really dark at one point and then like a uh, different a different uh time we hiked we actually got um i seen i turned off my headlight because i was only the only one at that time and i looked to my left and my buddy was walking to my left we were on a road walking to to the car and um there was a white like dog figure to his left and i flashed my headlight and seen it was like i'm guessing it was a coyote I don't know if wolves are there. Well, exactly. I feel like a wolf definitely looks like a fucking wolf. And then a coyote's kind of like like less majestic. Usually more like kind of raggedy looking. But so like me and like my buddy dog. were thinking about or my buddy were thinking about this cuz like it it was fluffy. Like it looked more wolf-like than coyote-like. But I mean around here when I think coyote I think of like it looks more dog-like because they're just out here in the country. Like a stuff. feral dog, yeah, right. or something. Um, I mean, that one's like, you know, in the woods in Yosemite. Like, yeah, they're around some people, but they're also, like, in the wilderness. So they're going to eat different. They're going to hunt things that aren't, like, here around in the country. Right. Um, so maybe, like, 
being in the cold in that habitat, it got thicker for, for you know, I don't know. Because there was a sign that did say don't feed coyotes. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's like, maybe it was a really thick furred coyote or it was a wolf. I don't know. How did you see it? Like, where, so, how did you, it was walking and you're just out in the middle of nowhere? Oh, so me and my buddy were walking on the road. Um, I can imagine it. In Yosemite, the roads are all like weird kind of, but they go to parking lots and shit. Yeah. And so like we were walking on the road because there was a, uh, the walking path, but the road was closed off because of, um, what was it? Oh, like they don't want just people continuing on because it was frozen like further ahead. So they just like cut it off at one point. Right. And so like you're able to just like walk on the road. And so we were walking on the road, um, just like kind of enjoying the stars because it was just getting dark. Like it was right after sunset. Uh, we, we're like trying to spot out the star. Like, oh, there's one star, there's two stars. And then I just looked down. I looked to my left, talking to my buddy. And then I just see like the dog walking creeping and i just like uh get my headlight flash it and i just see him like kind of turn and then just start following us from behind and then we like continue on we pull out our knives because like that's honestly all we have we have like our stick our walking sticks yeah yeah but um so like i have a walking stick knife and then my headlamp on and so the whatever it is coyote wolf is like goes behind the tree kind of and then like we're still walking i'm like kind of walking backwards my buddy's walking forward watching in front and then he's uh i keep like flashing like side to side trying to just like uh you know just see whatever's out there and my buddy says that there was another one um like in the distant a little bit because he could see like the eyes kind of like in the distant like that you know when the a light hits a the eyes yeah it just depending on what what animal though Right, because yeah, right. not all. I've I've learned that like certain boars, wild pigs, their eyes don't glow. Oh, really? Like that's why light. it's kind of easier to get hit. I think at night because their mm. I think their eyes don't necessarily. Glow. I guess maybe it depends on the wild boar. Right. But I know in this area where we where I grew up, it seemed like that you wouldn't see them. You know, like not mm. like a raccoon's eyes would light up. Right, when you'd right, be right, driving right. or something, you know, like, and you'd exactly. see, oh, you'd see it scuffle off and you could almost like see its eye, or you something. know, yeah. yeah. But these boars, I don't think so. Yeah. So it's just so, black and just in the darkness, it's just, oh, shit. Yeah. So just sudden kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he's seen one in the distance. So it was like, okay, there's another one. Uh, he, I don't know if he said there was two or not, but there was at least one other one. And I was just, like, paying attention to the one behind us. Cause like every time I how like, far were they from you? Whatever these were, the one behind was maybe I don't know twenty thirty feet. Like it was a, it was keeping its distant, but at the same time I felt like every time I was like kind of flashing him, he was like more curious. And so like I try to like put the light down, but then it was just like you you. I don't know, you ever see those videos where the cat? It's like you look at the cat and it's at one position, then you like hide and then look back and it's just like creeps closer yeah. momently like every Frankenstein moment. style yeah. like kind of like every step is like really like slow and purposeful yeah so it's just like you can when tell you catch them in the, just like, can the, catch them in the middle of their act and they're like mid step and they're like oh yeah it just like stop and then it's just like I turn off the light and then next thing I know it's just like behind the next tree or the like the bush or it's just like 
I don't know. Just like you could tell, it was kind of stockiness. It makes me feel like it for sure was coyotes, though, because I feel like if Yosemite had a gnarly wolf problem and it was like that, where they just come out of nowhere and like follow yeah. some people, I think they'd be like make that clear, like by dark, get the fuck out of here, because yeah. wolves will eat you. But like coyotes, they are kind of weird, where they're like they're kind of like they're kind of like sometimes follow behind. And then they're just hoping to maybe like you're eating something and drop it, or like oh maybe they're they're fucking. I don't think they're gonna eat you, you know. Like yeah. they can if they're in a pack and you're like alone in the middle of nowhere, I right. guess. But most likely, if you beat them off with a stick or some shit, they'll still be kind of pussed out. They're not like a wolf. A wolf will fucking try yeah. and get you, bro. Yeah. And that's scary, dude. I, I mean, wolves scare the fuck out of me. But I've never really been in a wolf situation. I did see a bear one time oh. recently, last uh, last uh, fall when I was hiking up in. Yosemite, no, it was in Sequoia. Okay. It was at uh, uh, Big Baldy, oh, right? Okay. So I'm cr- I'm I'm going. I went alone, like six in the morning, right? Alone, sun's cracking over the hill. Like I I left it dark from here, and I, and I went alone just because I wanted to go on, on a hike alone. Mm-hmm. You know, I was having weird times trying to get my mind straight. Right. So I'm out there, and of course I got a fat Gerber knife on my side. Like it's it's like pocket knife, so it's not like this big old wielding unnecessary deal. But I got that, and then I got another smaller knife. So in case something happens and I only got one left, like at least if I drop it or something, I got another one, you know, whatever. And uh, no, no, like flashlight or anything because it was like the sun was coming up. But I'm hiking, I'm hiking, and I'm I'm just in my head. I'm not listening to music or anything. I'm just in my head. I'm just thinking like really hard, but at the same time, not that much while I'm hiking alone, breathing heavy and shit. But then I hear in the distance like bipedal footsteps, like slowly, like rustling, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like I, there was no other car, so no one else is out here, mm-hmm. you know. And okay, it could be, you know, could be anything. It could be the birds, like they rustle around all the time. You know, right. you think you heard something, but it's just like a bird or a yeah. rabbit running around in the bush, you know. So I thought, nah, you know, kept walking. I heard it for sure now, and I'm like, I think it's kind of close. So I stop, literally just stop, because my my hairs on my neck are raised. Like I'm like, something's near me. I don't know what it could be. Could be a mountain lion. Was my my ultimate fear. Because in that area, like it's it could be likely. Right. That was my ultimate fear. I didn't really think of bear at first. So I gave away the story. But anyways, like I'm like, oh shit, like what is this? So I clap my hands, like, you know, kinda loud, and then nothing. But I stopped, I heard the footsteps stop. stop. And then so I did it again a little bit louder, right? And it's echoing in the valley, like the area I'm in kinda. And then I heard a rustle. And I do one more like like a like one of those, real loud though. And because I don't want to do it in the microphone, it's gonna fuck people's ears up or some shit. Um, and all of a sudden, <laughs> I just hear this rustling, and I'm like, I'm ready. I got my hand on my knife just in case, because I'm like, this ain't human. Like I gotta seriously think now for differently. Yeah. You know. And I hear this rustling, and I just see all of a sudden like fat, jiggly, hairy ass cheeks like <laughs> running and jumped over a log and kind of like tripped. It like ran so <laughs> fast away from me, and I just stood there, real tall, feeling. And I felt strong in that moment. Even though I'm not, I didn't do anything, I felt strong. So it was a good feeling. Right. I was like, yeah, fucking scared it away. But it's like, hello, bro, you're in their territory on this little path that you say is like human path. But it's just through the middle of the forest, too, where they're all living. Yeah, if he would have realized, like, who was clapping, he would have been like, oh, I could take this human. <laughs> Probably. But at the same time, maybe it was more like the it wasn't that hungry. Right. Where it's like... 
trying to agitate too much. It's just kind of like going out for its foraging or taking a crap and I ruined his time or something. Who knows, right? Mm. But I was thinking more like now when I saw that bear, I'm like, well, are there other ones? And I, I don't think there was any other ones. It was just alone. Right. So I kept hiking, bro. I, that was my chance to turn around. I wasn't even halfway yet, though. So I'm like, nah, dude, I got to do this. I'm on one. So not literally, but like I'm like <laughs> I'm on a mission, you know. Yeah. And, and so and by the time I got up there, I was all sweaty. I used it as like a cover photo for one of the podcasts or something. Like all sweaty by the time I got to the top, and it was cold, bro. I had to take off layers. Like oh, yeah. I was all hot. And then I just felt really strong. Like I made it hella fast and up that incline, like kind of path. It's kind of not a long trail. It's only a couple miles, but. You know, I did it in like under under 45 minutes or some shit. And then on my way down, I'm thinking, fuck, dude, what if that bear or something else is still around, you know? And like I saw some other people hiking and I didn't say anything about the bear, obviously. But I figured if there's other people, there's probably nothing else. You know I mean, I'm good, you know, yeah. and you see certain people hiking. But you see uh, marmots up there. That's one of the coolest things up there, I think, because they're like a big ass rodent. It looks like a giant like gopher slash squirrel. I don't know, mm. a marmot, and they're fucking big. They're fat, bro, and they like lay on top of the rocks, and like you see their little Just turds sunbathe. in certain places and shit. Yeah, <laughs> and they yell. If you ever seen that meme one where he's like standing and like, ah! oh. and they literally yell like that. Like they yell kind of like a human. They look like a human. They have little buff arms. That's a marmot. You know? Okay. Yeah. 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 No, that, that's funny. Yeah, those that video, the little screaming, uh, like rodent. Yeah, on the rock. it's the mar. It's a marmot. Yeah. And they really do scream like that. They make like human, like ah! if they're smaller, but if they're real big, like that like one's all group? beefy. Or they're just like one. Kind of. I don't know. I've seen them like where there's just one, and then I've seen like a whole family of them one time on another hike in that area. I saw like a whole, like about like ten of them. They're all going in their little, like I found their nest. You could say, I guess, wherever they were hanging out. Probably a little family or a couple families that hang out. Right. I don't know, man. Cool though. Yeah. No, I. Uh, yeah, it's crazy to. I after that it was like I paid started to pay attention like I noticed that some of the hikes we went to um there was uh, like some mountain lion like paw prints in the snow and so it was just like I don't know going on the hikes it really got me into thinking like okay got to pay attention to a couple things more and then like reading like with the lady because uh going to like um Yosemite Falls like I don't know I like to get to the edge but it was just like that it's kind of like a reminder, like, hey, don't, you know, don't push it too far. Like, just enjoy it still. Like, there's no reason to. Uh, what, like, sit on the ledge of the yeah, edge? You yeah, mean, kind type of thing. thing? Yeah. But, I mean, if it's, I don't know, to me at the same time, it's like, if I could see it safe enough, then I'll, like, I'll still like to go sit on the edge. Totally, yeah. And, like, we're doing that at the Grand Canyon. And so, like, uh, that was a fun time, honestly. I bet, bro. No, it was, it was really great, like, great kind of, like, that graduation thing. Bonding experience, bro. Yeah. That's tight. The stars out there were amazing. Just I bet. Something you can't see. Well, you can see them here if you go up, like, in, you know, higher up in elevation. But the pollution here just... It does ruin yeah, it. Definitely. The light pollution, too. Just even that alone at night yep. ruins it, you know. But I've never been to the Grand Canyon. I think that is bitching. I would love to go there. Yeah. No, I need, it's something I need to see. Definitely. You know? It's it's amazing. Like, I took, um, or like I was saying, that's when I ate some, and, like, we we went on this one hike, because there's different sections of it, and, like, at that time we went in December, only the south rim is open. Um, the north rim is pretty much closed because of winter. So we went to the south rim and, like, started at the east side of the south rim, and we 
actually started hiking down the Grand Canyon and you could actually, there's a trail that leads to the Colorado River. It's about 16 miles, I think. I don't know if that's one way or there and back, um, but it's 16 miles. So they're saying it's, it's doable, but during the summer, like you really got to be careful because of like heat exhaustion. And I bet. Like, you know, you're, in, you're literally inside the Grand Canyon. Well, dude, even when we went to up in Santa Rosa, where was it technically? It was in... Uh, uh, Oh, the reserve? The reserve, but it was in like uh, somewhere in California. It was in like below min- Santa Rosa. No, it was above Santa Rosa, like Mendocino County kind of or like yeah. uh, what's the other one? Like Humboldt County, somewhere one of those. Anyways, that was tight. But when we were on that tra- on that trail, it was so inclined for so long. Yeah. And then we- I was getting low on water and I was just like, dude, like I'm good, but I'm afraid that I'm not going to be good if I run out of water at yeah. some point because we're all sweaty and shit and we didn't. We didn't even think about it. We should have went earlier for one yeah. because it wouldn't have been so hot. And yeah. two, the, the smoke got worse and worse as we got higher. It made you feel more thirsty and it made you feel like you had less oxygen because yeah. the smoke was really bad from the fires in California at that time. Yeah. So, But, man, that was a good hike, though. It just sucked because we were, had to be real about it. Like, yeah. heat exhaustion's real and fucking making it back is real. You know? Yeah. No, definitely. No one's going to come look for us. I mean, maybe for a couple days, but Peter yeah. would have hooked us up. But <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. after a while, someone would have came, but. Yeah, you guys got to just pay attention to all those factors because, I mean, that was a big thing with that hike. So we turned around probably like a mile in because we, we hiked almost to the bottom of it. It's almost a mile deep, but it's it's not like there, – there's a section where you like go uh, like a back and forth um, going down it, and then it's like gradually going in, inside. So we got to like midway, and then we just turned around because it's like we want to see more – uh, like a different um, angle of the Grand Canyon. Right. And this hike, we could already tell, like, just going down, we got to hike it back up. Yeah, and so later that, in the day. Right? Yeah, so it's, yeah, so it's like, do we want to hike up now and just, like, enjoy the rest of our day or, like, keep going and, like, this is going to take up our day. So we just turned around, went back up, checked out different um, sections. Like, we just worked our way uh, back, basically, and to the west side. And it, it was nice. Um, it, it was great, honestly, like just being out there, but also just kind of um, enjoying, you know, like everything like finished, like what to kind of do from this point, thinking about like the future and stuff. Yeah. And also just like, you know, just trying to enjoy like the time there because it's like, you know, this was a, a great day, you know, and. I don't know, just a number of things could have happened to where, like, you can't just all go up to the Grand Canyon. Things yeah. have to work out. So yeah, it was a, a great thing to go. But we were hike, we hiked, like, I think 20 miles that day. and But it was just, like, a bunch of different areas back and forth going up and down and stuff. So it wasn't, like, overbearing, um, tired, but it was just, like, over time it was getting to us. And we left early in the morning and we ate like you know just some uh sack lunches we brought and stuff and so it kind of like towards the end kind of started to catch up to me because like i ate some uh some edibles too so it was like a mixture of everything and then just like not really eating the fullest meals they were just like partial you know snacking kind of low-key right they're like it's a sandwich but that was like the biggest thing and then it's just like you know uh, some granola bars or protein bar or like 
an apple here or orange or whatever, you know, like just little things. Right, um, hiking food, but hey. Right, but it was just like towards the end, it, uh, it was just like starting to get to me. It was just like I had to tell my buddy Eric, like uh, I just told – I. For a moment, I almost thought I was actually going to pass out just from, like, being tired. Um, and then I just told my buddy Eric, like, hey, I'm getting kind of, like, uh, like weak. I just need to, like, sit down. And then they were just all, like, okay. Like, I mean, they were totally understanding about it. They just, like, we sat down for a minute. And I just, like, walked back. And it was just, like, I was fine. But it was just, like, really, I think it was the exha- exhaustion of yeah. just, like, not um keeping up with like all the energy i was burning because like we were doing a lot like we were trying to check out a bunch of stuff we were climbing like down climbing up rocks and stuff so it was was just like something to really like keep in mind like you know when you go out there especially on the hikes and stuff like we're the next day we went to like a different area of arizona called sedona oh yeah and so like we uh we went on some hikes there and it was really nice, like, two totally different, like, aspects. Like, Arizona has their, like, a forest, too. So it's, like, you don't expect it when you think of Arizona. You think of, like, bare desert. You think of the cac- the classic cactus that's in Arizona. Right, you know? like, and just that bare desert. But it was, like, they have a nice forest. It was, like, a creek running along and everything. It was, I, we were, like, in a canyon. So um, it was really nice. But it was also, um, there's just too much to see in Arizona, man. Like, I even for a weekend, there. like, yeah. there's just too much to see. And what's interesting about hiking, like you're saying, like, getting exhausted, getting exhausted, like, during a hike and stuff, dude, you got to, like, if you feel like, you know, you're climbing specifically when you're going up or down, like, heavy inclines or declines, it's like, you got to just sometimes be like, all right, let's take a break for a second. Because yeah. otherwise, like, as a crew, as a unit, or even personally, because, I mean, you can, you can push your limit. But depending on if you have a feel to make the whole trip is a different story versus like running on a treadmill. You can stop when you want to stop. Right. You know, versus the trail, you're going to be out there. You have to make it back, you know, to your ride. Right. Especially out there in the desert, fucking Grand Canyon. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, there's a bunch of you just got to keep in mind, like the getting back dark, like as long as you have like lights and you could find your way back you know you're good like some people have a knife or something just in case some kind of fucking wolf or something depending on where you're at dude what's cool or an alien did you see any aliens when you're out there no no you have seen a bunch of shooting stars i'll admit that yeah i've seen there had to be some shooting stars or like asteroids whatever like um was those is that the edibles talking though or were you okay you really saw shooting stars all right no we were like Javi passed out on his hike because he was too exhausted and he's like i see stars man shooting stars (laughs) (laughs) no it was we had like a little bonfire in the back that like where we stayed at it was um it was an airbnb kind of thing so they had it really like nicely set up it was like nice and homey um and then in the back they had like a little bonfire set up and so we like you know cooked up some s'mores and then just enjoyed the stars and it was just awesome it was freezing out there so the fire made up for it but it was just like great to be out there and like just look up and see what we're missing you know dude what we're missing absolutely and then having those experience like having a fire and hanging out with some some buddies or or whoever it is family friends your significant other your buddies Something about it, man. It goes way back. I mean, people have been around, humans have been around the fire, looking at the stars yeah. for a long time, you know. And it, I think it sets us back into like a, you know, 
kind of like how people say, oh man, I feel like I'm part of the universe, but like it kind of puts you in that situation where you're like, wow, like I'm really here and whatever this is, these stars and where we are on this big old rock of earth, yeah. you know, floating somewhere, like it, that's real, you know, it's, it's hard to fathom when you see it, when you don't see it so much, I think. There's something to someone that lives up high like that or lives out in the desert like that that sees it every night. I think that pays attention to it more, is more grateful for it, and sees a, maybe a more relaxed picture than than some of us that are such city dwellers to where we have all the light pollution and pollution in general that we can't see them anymore. We don't even remember where we're at. Like we're in a separate biodome, we feel. Like yeah. in a separate stratosphere than the rest of the world because you can't see anything else, you know, beyond... Right. You know, or like you're distracted by, you know, just like, you know, you have all these electronics and stuff or like TV or whatever, like to distract you. Like most people are inside now. Right. I don't feel like people or I think, you know, after the pandemic, I noticed like there were actually a lot of people. Um, I mean, I never went hiking. People got to get so. outside, man. I agree with that 100 percent. I think people definitely need to go hiking more, even though it's like, damn it, there's going to be more people, which means more litter. Which means more people when you're trying to go somewhere private. People but it's okay. I want people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Pack in what you pack. Pack yeah. out what you pack in for yeah, sure. 100 exactly. percent every time. Just bring a Ziploc bag. A little secret right here for you hikers. Yeah. Bring a Ziploc bag and just throw your trash in that Ziploc bag, and you can seal it, you know, and press all the air out of it, and it's real easy to push into anywhere, you know, and then yeah. take it back home with you. You don't it's have to worry easy. about anything getting dirty. If that's Even your is. fucking orange peels, man. Any hike, I swear, I've been to Big oh, Sur and places where I thought peels. no one would have been, and I see orange peels there in a beer bottle or a can. Yeah. I'm like, yo, like, you know, it's okay, kind of, because you think, oh, someone will collect it one day, but most likely in those locations, no. Down by the river in Reedley, yeah, there's going to be some homeless dude going, hey, this is gold right here. You're going to make their day, but not in, like, these very discreet locations in the middle of nature. Cigarette butts, things like that. Yeah. A roach from your joint, that's okay. That decomposes, you know. But a, a cigarette butt, that filter, that does not decompose, yeah. bro. And that can't be cycled into the into the ecosystem. You know what I mean? It's a f- alien object. Yeah. So you did see some aliens when you're out there. You probably see some things that didn't belong there. <laughs> you know. No, it was definitely just like a great experience out there. That's why I'm excited to go back to Phoenix. Um, I mean, like for right now with the part time, I think. Um, like I'll be driving basically from Phoenix on Monday, get here, and then maybe go ba- go back. I'm guessing Wednesday maybe. Um, and then actually, like they were saying that they have some like lab work potentially, so like that creates more work. But if they don't have it, I don't have a problem with it because then I'll just like uh, go with my brother-in-law and learn some like irrigation electricity. Like I just want to build up on some skills all around so expanding your world hobby yeah, that's the best thing hell yeah can't just stay settled on one hell yeah but no it, it should be fun like and then i don't know man just build off of it just continue branching out i want to see like zion in yeah. utah yeah I would like zion to go to utah National too, Park. yeah that one's a beautiful one um and then like yellowstone and colorado like those mid kind of areas like I've been really wanting to check those out but it's like this this year I really started to go out like wilderness wise um so it's like I I realized like what I got to pay attention to like when I travel you know right now it's not the best time especially after like a storm it's yeah like exactly snow, we were like, up at, we were up in the Sequoia like uh and maybe in December or November 
Right. We drove we drove up there for a little charcuterie sesh. That's all. We brought Lila and everything, and we got up there, and it started all of a sudden getting foggy while we were driving. We're like, "What the fuck?" And then it looked really gloomy where we got. And we're like seven thousand feet. We're uh-huh. just having a little charcuterie real quick with our cheeses and our meats and our apple right and all this stuff right. and our crackers, and we're just munching. And it's really fucking cold. And all of a sudden, it just starts hailing on us, and we're oh. like, "Oh shit! All right." We should probably leave soon, and we were kind of hanging out for a little while. We're like, maybe it'll stop, and it did not stop, and it kept it kept hailing, and then it started just snowing, it just kept snowing. Uh-oh. And I was like, we gotta go. Like, yeah. I had chains for my truck, but my truck's not four wheel drive, and doesn't have snow tires, obviously. But I had chains if I needed them, but I would like to not have to do that. You yeah, know what I mean? No, definitely. So we start cruising down. I'm like, I'm just gonna go real slow. I ain't in no hurry. There's no snow plow yet. There were a few times, bro, the truck just started sliding, and Allison was with me, and she felt it. And she could tell, oh, shit, like, I I could imagine how weird it feels to drive right now. But when you're not used to that, it really puts shit into perspective. Because, like, in Washington, a lot of people have snow tires on their car, like, it snows so much, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But we weren't really used to that. But it was was awesome, but the weather could change, bro. So you got to actually pay attention to the weather, even if it's in, like, the late spring or summer. Like, it could happen, depending on what elevation you're at, a blizzard could happen. Definitely. You know? Yeah, because, uh, yeah, it happened. We were tr- me and some friends were trying to go enjoy the snow, but, like, we didn't – we were trying to get – just enjoy the fallen snow and not, like, get there during a snowstorm or whatever. So we were going up to Shaver, and, like, I was paying attention to, like, the, the Doppler radar and stuff, and I was, like, I kind of thought it was going to pass over quicker, and but we kind of got there as it was – snowing like just lightly and then like another little storm came and then it really snowed and it was like okay we just gotta like stop here but there was a bunch of people um actually going through like we were really close to like the actual shaver um uh like the stores and stuff yeah so it was like it, it wasn't like we were just stuck going up like there was a bunch of cars going back and forth there was a snow plow but it was just like it's if you we didn't bring chains, so it was like we, um, we just shouldn't be driving right now. And then, right. luckily, we able like enjoy the snow while it was falling, like just enjoy the time. And then time passed, and then like the snow started to melt on the road. So it was like it was just driving in wet terrain after that. So it wasn't a problem. Yeah. But we just we lucked out on that because there was moments where it was like oh, okay, like we're starting to slide, like how you're saying, like. You you got out of there just in time kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, we saw the plow going up when we were coming down. So we're like, oh, they're already on it. They, they oh, knew. Okay. Like, they're on it up there, you know, in areas that it snows a lot. They're, they know when they're going to have to run out there and do it. Right. But it was just like, but not on the way down. And so we're on our way down. I mean, we could pull over and wait for him to run through. And we were about to, but it wasn't so bad to where it was like, we can't make it. Right. You know, so it was like kind of like once we got back to the, the, the gate, you know, like the entrance or whatever you want, where you have to go through and pay or show them your card or whatever. And we're exiting, and then it was kind of like it wasn't even snowing anymore, but it was still kind of raining, and it was cold, and it looked like there was some black ice, a few spots, so I just kept kind of cruising. And then once you got down to a certain elevation, it was just sunny again, and like as if we were never in that wonderland, yeah. you know, and that that's how it is when you get real high up there, man. And it's no joke. My parents, dude, they got snowed in their vehicle one time going over, um, fuck, I don't remember the name of the pass. doesn't really matter, though. But they got stuck on the pass. And they were, they were in my dad's old Ford Ranchero and it was like, it didn't like the heater didn't work really good. And like, it's like, a, like the, the Ford version of an El Camino. So it's like a car, but it's, but it's got a bed, 
but he right. had a bed cover on it, right? Uh-huh. So like at least his stuff that he had with him was dry. Because, you know, imagine a single cab so you can only fit like you and a passenger pretty yeah. much. Kind of like my my Ford Ranger. Right, right. But like in the back of his bed, he had the cover so they had their sleeping bags in there and all their stuff. But they had no idea it was going to snow when they left for this trip. Mm-hmm. And they ended up getting up to a certain point and just started blizzarding and they couldn't get out. They literally got stuck, both them and another friend that they went with, vehicle, and their family. They had their kids with them. Oh, and man. it fucking just started blizzarding. And they were stuck in their vehicles, and they didn't know what the fuck to do. You couldn't start a fire. It was too cold and, like, wet, and they didn't have any wood. They didn't plan on that, like, you know, type of thing, I guess. I don't know what the fuck they were doing necessarily, like, where they were going now. It's, I wasn't there. Right. But I've heard the story a few times, and they were scared shitless, dude, like, in the morning. So, basically, I guess my dad, like, they were all wet from the snow and shit. So, they got, like, naked. Like, you know, not, like, pervy. Like, they got naked and, like, had one sleeping bag and gave their other sleeping bag to the family because they didn't have anything. So they had their kids, you know, like and shit. So my parents woke up in their in that fucking Ford Ranchero the next morning, and there were icicles hanging inside. It was that cold, bro. They could have froze to death, bro. Oh man! And somehow, then finally, like the next day, the 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 highway patrol came and like they got them out of there, and they had to like help get their truck like unstuck and shit, or some crazy long whole another day long thing. But at least they were all right at that point, and they knew that they were like in touch with someone looking out for them, you know. Definitely. Yeah, no, it's snow's no joke. I mean, this last storm, yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah, I think it might have been Tehachapi. Like, I think it might have been some, like, weird shit that you wouldn't think type of shit. Like, you know, like, wouldn't be so snowed to where you're stuck, stuck. Like, no, yeah. You know, my, but yeah, my sister absolutely. came up on Monday, and uh, like I was saying, like, they couldn't pass Tehachapi at one point. Yeah. And then they let them through, but then they stopped them again just because the snow came back, and then. I guess they kept it closed because, like, enough people or there's too many turnovers, like, from the trucks. So it was just, like, they just need to pick them up rather than just, like, let people, you know, just continue to. So uh, they had it closed for, like, I think two, three days or something. I don't know if it's open. Yeah, that's fucking scary, bro. You got to know. You got to pay attention to the weather even though they're wrong about it a lot of times. Certain places they're not. So just pay attention. If there's, like, a a possibility, you might want to change your trip plans. Like, seriously. Or just be aware the whole time you're there. Like, when you're on a hike, bro, and if you say if you're in the middle of a hike in a high elevation and all of a sudden you're like, fuck, dude, it's starting to snow. Yeah. I didn't expect this. This is coming. You shouldn't be like, oh, I'm almost to the end. You know, a couple more miles, like, you should turn around, like, right now. Yeah. And maybe even start running. Like, I mean, it sounds sketch, but, like, maybe even start running unless you're down to be snowed in and yeah, you're prepared I, for that. Yeah, I doubt it, though. You know, most people aren't when they're just going for a morning hike. Exactly. Know? I think it's just all based on the uh, preparedness. Like, if you're expecting, like, oh, I'm going to hike in some snow, I'm going to do this and that, like, you'll bring, like, some snow spikes or whatever for your boots. And, right. You know, like... I mean, when I we go up anywhere high elevation, even if it's in the summer, I bring my snow chains just in case. Because right. it's like, yo, you, they, they won't let you drive. Even if you could, technically, the highway patrol can tell you no one's driving unless you have chains. So then if you don't have chains, you're just going to sit there until it's their deem it necess- like okay to drive right. from there. So at least if I had chains, I wouldn't have to be stuck. I could still get out of there. Right. You know what I mean? But fire, that's another factor. If you're like in the high elevation and there's a wildfire and you, it just happened or something, you don't know how fast that's going to travel yeah. and how, how it can encircle you into an area faster yeah. than you'd like to think. You yeah. know, so that's another factor. Like when we were hiking, maybe the fire wasn't right next to us, but we were way back in there up in, up in like Santa Rosa, Mendocino County there. Right. And there was a fire pretty near. We could see where the main fire was. You yeah. Know? No, that one. Yeah. Luckily we, I mean, the worst of it was just like, we got the smoke 
We right. weren't, uh, like, in danger of the fire. Not necessarily, but, yeah. But, I mean, I want to say, wasn't Reva, like, at a spot when the creek fire went off? Shout out to Reva. Yeah, Reva, she was, bro. I think she was. Man. Dude, she was, I think, up there or something. Yeah, and she had to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Like, they weren't, like, trapped, but they had to get the fuck out of there. My brother and his family, all the kids and his wife and everything, dude, they were up at uh, Mammoth Lakes, Mammoth Pools or whatever, oh, yeah. and that shit was completely encircled around the lake almost mm -hmm. and no one could get out of there so they literally all parked all these crazy amounts of people with their toy haulers their fifth wheels rv fucking trucks right, cars right, whatever right. all got closer to the lake as close as they could because there's like at least kind of like a clearing from the lake you know kind of like a beach would be like where there's like a clearing to the trees right you know but all the timber and all the shit was flying like big old chunks of wood flying in the air imagine like landing on the hood of the car Jeez. you know like maybe not like like a big ass chunk but enough yeah. to fly in the wind with all this powerful force because fire is an organism bro it's like eating its food of the trees yeah. and it's doing it rabid like ravagingly like it's not afraid yeah. and then more oxygen it starts blowing hard and it just starts the fucking wind, tearing man. it up son and they're trapped in there bro and they had to get chinooked out of there leave their cars everyone had to leave their shit and there was like one or two people that got the okay to go with like uh, fire crew to load as much shit as in this trailer and that trailer as you possibly can that you feel like you can't leave behind and they're taking it down and we're flying all you out, all the rest of you out of here and you can get acquainted with your stuff once we're back down the mountain because right now it's not a fucking joke people had to leave their shit bro that's crazy you know that's and a scary that's situation scary, right there that's fucking my brother sent me pictures bro i was like oh fuck i had to call him i was like dude i'm glad you're okay like that's scary like fire all around you that's You're like what yeah, the fuck like I, i'd be like the only thing i could do is get in the lake yeah you know at that point yeah, like, it's, you you're there about at that point that's the only thing else you could do and mm -hmm. stay inside the car because they said it was so hot outside the car like people's bumper like things started melting, melting. bro like you know yeah yeah the, yeah the, but their yeti yeah. held ice bro <laughs> <laughs> shout out to yeti <laughs> no sponsor <laughs> that's funny but it's yeah it's a scary thing it because going up uh when i went to shaver it was that was the first time seeing like the aftermath of the creek fire yeah bro i haven't like, seen it yet but i i've seen pictures and the, yeah going up like by the valero when you hit that turn and then just going up right there it was just like dark black sticks just everywhere just like going up actually it was a little I don't know, it was a little eerie. Just, I don't know if it was because, like, now you could actually see the vastness or, yeah, I think that's what it was. Like, you could actually see, like, oh, it it's not just forest. It's, like, there's a ledge. Like, that tree was, like, blocking a view of, like, a ledge right there. And it's just, like, I don't know. It, it, it's just, like, a lot more you could see, which is nice, but it's also, like, a sad sight because you just see trees everywhere i think the saddest part is that we could be managing our forests in those areas a lot better especially knowing that california is in a drought right. knowing that a lot of those trees are dying i mean i don't know about you but plenty of places i went in sequoia specifically and this is why those other fires were so ravaging this year too is because there's a lot of fuel buildup i mean yeah. like there's a lot of dead trees still standing that people say you shouldn't cut that down because it's nature but you know you kind of have to at a certain point you don't want a bunch of dead trees because then it's a bigger issue like fire concern right. and you could actually use that wood now to go yeah sell it and make things out of it but it's already a dead tree you're not killing the tree you're cutting killing it you're getting it out of there mm -hmm. or you could mulch it down and add like nutrients essentially that slowly break back down into soil by mulching the trees down we could be doing that yes it sounds like a big operation but it seems like 
that would be the better route because when I go up to Sequoia, I see mounds of logs that people get paid to go like, you know, drag logs close to in one pile here and another pile 20 feet away and another pile 20 feet away. But that's what you do when you're about to burn a motherfucking place down or something. You do a couple piles of some shit that's going to burn, you know, and it's sad because they don't know what to do with it. So they just pile it up in little spots. But those little spots piling up, those are literally fuel waiting to be ignited. And it's sad, but I feel like we're not done with these wildfires in California by any means. We're just getting started. It's sad to say. And I'm not the expert, but man, I know what I've seen up there. And if we know anything, my brother said, though, that this basically all started because he got word from so-and-so that that the I don't think it's Fresno County. I think it's one of the sheriff departments locally here. They busted a pot grow and they burned it all down. They lit it all on fire. And that's what actually started that original fire that burned Creek Fire, burned all this shit down. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Instead of just like ripping it out like they do and they steal it and go sell it on the black market, this time they actually burned it right then and there and caused a fucking fire. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, it is. But I mean. And no one's going to take them down because yeah. you can't prove it and you can't necessarily like sue a sheriff's department like it's very hard to do yeah you know uh, yeah i mean yeah just fires these fires are just getting out of control i mean like that one that got started over the what is it the baby uh right and i think that's a theory because that's like something that started in one area but you know right like there's all these different reasons that something started right and i get what you're saying like they did some kind of explosive baby reveal like what gender reveal like yeah, you know whatever it was but that being said, it kind of shows that, yeah, yeah, that guy shouldn't have been doing that. But how easy it is to start a wildfire right. where there's a lot of fuel to be burned. It's that yeah. easy. You shoot off a firework and that bottle rocket lands in the field with a little bit of ember still on it. And it's going to start a fire like a cigarette butt. Someone flicking it out the window could start a whole fire. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that easy. It's yeah. people are like, no, but that's how fire works. As long as it has fuel to eat, it'll just keep eating. That yeah, food. Once that ember sparked and it's just like there's. You know, just a little wind, give it some oxygen, like, it just takes off. Totally. Yeah, fire's no joke. And then, so then a lot of those trees that were okay burned, too, because a lot of these other trees right close in between them were dead, and they're just burning, so they're burning everything. Right. You know? It's sad, bro. But it's okay. We got to take care of our lands. We got to hike those lands. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just got to better manage them, figure out how to better manage them. And ourselves. Conversations like this. So what's this one about? Tell me about this. The book, Mushrooms and Mankind. It's basically connecting like how a lot of either religion or ideological figures or Santa Claus even, like weird things that are related specifically to the use of psilocybin mushrooms. And apparently in this book, it speculates kind of that a lot of things began based out of specifically mushrooms, not not psychedelics as a general sense, specifically mushrooms. So he goes into a lot of old artwork and stuff, and, and when you start looking at it the way the man describes it, I'll give him that. It looks like a mushroom. Like why is there that aura-type thing around people's heads and old like paintings and shit? Like, oh, well, oh, they were just saying they had a nice aura, but why is it disc-shaped and looks like it has the little sp- uh, spines Sport, the gills yeah. on it you know yeah. like i don't it know it just makes you think makes yeah. you start thinking then especially like santa claus and certain weird shit it starts getting really weird because people say when they eat a large amount of mushrooms like sometimes you see elves right, right. little machine elves that are like tinkering in your mind making everything work 
or something like that. But also even a step further that that there was like a, a guy that would go around in the wintertime and like have mushrooms that he'd pluck from underneath trees, pine yeah. trees, and he'd dry them on the tree or whatever, and the snow would come and he'd go and know that his community was kind of snowed in their little home with fire and that's it and they're going to make it through the winter like hibernating practically but they're getting probably what depressed seasonal mm-hmm. depression and shit Isolation. so this guy's theory is he'd come around and he'd throw these mushrooms down the chimney and right. they'd know when he was coming the Santa Claus right and he'd give him this gift and then that would help them like feel okay through the winter type of mm-hmm. thing you know and then even a step further the Amanita muscaria the classic red mushroom with all the white dots the right. emoji that's on the iPhone even and shit that mushroom which is funny because that's a psychedelic mushroom. It's mm-hmm. revered as one. But that mushroom apparently often was eaten by reindeer, by actual, like, you know, real reindeer, not like uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which <laughs> wonder why his nose was red. Maybe he was eating those red mushrooms, right? Maybe. And he led the way, you know, <laughs> even if he was a little dopey, <laughs> you know. But those the reindeer would eat those mushrooms and they would piss and the shamans would know that they just ate the mushrooms often and, and they'd follow the them around and they'd, they'd catch the piss and shit like make them piss in cups and stuff somehow right. and they drink the piss because that amanita muscaria if you ate it just like that as a human it might make you sick and not make you trip like have a, a psychedelic experience it might make you sick before to do that but, but the when they digested it they would digest it and take out the toxins so then they'd take this shit and they'd drink it and get all woody dootied so it's interesting because there's a lot of connections, but then as time goes on and you become more, how do we sell this idea to people? And right. slowly, I think the idea of selling an idea to people takes away the connection that originally was there. Definitely. And I think that's always been the case with a lot of things with whether it's, I know tithing is a good thing, but certain things, especially in the Catholic church and stuff, they want you to tithe like a certain percentage of your check all the time, tons of money, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like maybe this idea of selling them this cure and this religious moral discipline you know maybe people have to actually find it with their own will and want because that's the only way that we'll usually have the desire or the motivation to actually heal or use these religious tools to find peace at where we're going and what's going on in in the world and how do we cope with death and Mm -hmm. all these tragic things that happen in our lives and stuff like that but the idea of selling these ideas slowly takes away the, the the genuinity purpose. and the connection that humans have to those traits that we've actually had for a long time probably right. like not having to buy um how you make peace with the fact that you're gonna die one day you know and shit a lot of people didn't even use to buy food they would raise their own animals and their own garden and everything you know what i mean yeah. and maybe maybe trade maybe they'd have to buy certain raw materials that they need like wood and certain things that someone that's what they do for business mm-hmm. but most people took care of themselves a little better yeah, now we're based on trying to work to get food, make yeah. money to buy food, and right. to buy this and that. And we need it, and we need food, and we need markets and stuff. It's cool. We shouldn't go backwards. Right. Just interesting because I think at a certain point of people trying to always just buy and sell, it takes away all the, the mystique of life and the, the wonder of life, but also it takes away the connection and kind of the certainty that you are alive. Because you start thinking it's all just numbers back and forth instead of like it's much more complex mm-hmm. than just even binary. I mean, unless you want to go there and say that everything's a video game and we're in a binary coded sequence, which could be the case. Mm-hmm. But right, right. that's just, I think, a modern way to describe that like we're in a weird situation as humans on the planet. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, it's that's the benefit of hiking, man. You get, you get away from the 
just number crunching and worrying about all these other things like especially when you lose like the internet connection now you just like you're on the hike you're just in wilderness you just i don't know it it's a good uh like stress reliever but also i just i don't know sometimes i feel like i overthink things but then again it's like i'm really just focusing on that thought and trying to just build off it so i don't know sometimes it's good or most of the time it's good i'd say hiking seems like it's very centering you know like it being in nature and just walking and like breathing a little heavy and then kind of calmly walking and then breathing a little heavier like you're going up an incline or something right. and it, it starts making you feel like yeah I'm a, I'm a I'm a being like I can do all this stuff especially if you don't like work out on a regular basis for those right. folks out there but I think that generally it's just good like people say go for a walk and it makes you feel better going for a hike makes you have gained perspective it yeah. makes you feel better but it makes you gain perspective almost yeah because you, you know you definitely learn like how far you could push yourself because I mean it's like no one's paying you to get to the end. So it's like, are you, do you want to push yourself all the way? Like if you got tired, like are you going to just quit now? Or are right. you going to be like, no, I want to see this waterfall. Like like hiking has a potential to make you feel strong, right. feel strong. Definitely. You know, even if you're kind of like someone else could have done it better and faster, you feel strong, you know what I mean? Definitely. You feel accomplished. Did you ever look into um, Immortal Key? What is it? Immortal Key? No. That that one's an interesting one. They they talk similarly about like uh like how um Christianity like began and then like how you're saying like how it ties into different things like that. Like he goes into depth very well and looks at it from like a very uh he, They talk about Mithra in there? Mithraism? Because that was apparently very much so related. Like it was like a cult-like type phenomena that kind of related a lot with Christianity and and, and theoretically at some point because there were so many people uh, vibing with both like cult-like religions in their opinion at that time. Mm. They kind of fused it at some point because it was easier to make people um, agree to one Mm -hmm. type of thing. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's weird. I don't know enough. This one, it was – I I remember he talked about Lucian. Which is the city of, uh, like, in old, like, the w- old Western civilization, like, with Athens was alive and stuff. Um, it was, like, a place where people would go to, like, oh, I forget what his name was. Something about um, learn to die before you die or something. So it kind of alluded to, like, they did rituals there that... Um, that showed you like different like spiritual aspects or whatever and so like he talks about how uh he thinks that it's a like a mushroom drink or something like some mushroom related drink and that's what makes him like they all take it together they all trip together they all enjoy a play basically like it's a big old ceremony he talks about and the area was like destroyed because of what it's supposedly like what it showed or what it was exposing you to and i forget exactly what time it was but one of the uh it was like after christianity like kind of got established and they were just like trying to eliminate like some of the what they consider like pagan cults or whatever it just kind of got wiped out from that point um but he brings 
out like a lot of information like the idea maybe like instead of just drinking like a little grape juice or something like it was actually like a, a wine infused with something weird some kind of tincture it would like make them have a revelationary experience of some kind yeah. or something so like, like yeah he talks a lot about um how back in the day like what we drink or the wine we have now wasn't like what they had back then like they had like especially in like um the greek uh area civilization mm-hmm. um they were really big in like uh, botanicals, like they're like infusing botanicals into their right. Wines so it shit. wasn't just like a wine grape, like we think of. Like they mixed a bunch of stuff. Like there's some books about it that he talks about that literally, like it's just a bu- bunch of concoctions basically. And it's like, oh, if you want to reduce inflammation, you mix. Uh, this isn't like a correct mix, but like hemlock and this and that or something like. Yeah. And you, it helps with whatever he's like that, that book says is the problem or whatever yeah. um but it's just an interesting thing like they're really big in you know botanical use um that's what like makes me fascinated about plants like that and then also the rainforest like the kind of thought of like a lot of it is hand-picked um like it's slowly just built into a massive like garden like it's just something that uh i don't know if you heard that kind of theory of like not i don't know if it's like for sure or not but like the rainforest supposedly like since a lot of the plants are found to be like edible they've been hand selected from like the prior civilizations and they've just like grown into a massive what it is now the rainforest that's fucking insane so yeah it's i don't know it's just like we need to get back into the to the natural you know the natural remedies and stuff and it, it, it's just an interesting what, thing what he talks about in the in the book about like how they it was different like back then so uh, like what they mixed isn't what we you know would mix now but you know who knows what it caused or like you know they were doing it for some reason they enjoyed it so like they, but apparently it sounds like they gave them experiences or like happenings in the mind right. like something yeah. like connections being made in the mind or disconnections maybe like unraveling there going on there and then putting back together or something because it seems like it wasn't just like to feel good and have a party and an orgy or something it was like to actually find like spiritual quote-unquote meaning mm-hmm. or like uh resetting of who you are and reminding yourself that you're really like a being and like whatever this is is the breakdown a, a, an of the amazing ego. experience yeah breakdown of the ego too because a lot of times we know that's getting in the way right. you know what was it that these things were benefiting them not just to relax and have a good time and then the next day forget about it, it seems right. like it was something that was like if we're talking ritualistic then it was something that really did make a difference for these folks mm-hmm. you know something whether these concoctions were used as like a brainwashing tool to tell people to believe certain things while they use them could be another aspect of it. But if there's not literature or not like proof of that or evidence of that, we don't know what those people were really doing at that time. They could have been using it for like trying to help people. But mm-hmm. sometimes you got to wonder that maybe they were like using them to like like get them a deeper shade of illusion into believing what they want them to believe. Like, right. I mean, whoever these shamans would be, I'm always weary of that. Having someone right. I don't know watch over me if I were like hallucinating, like if I were on a psychedelic substance of some kind. Right. Because what if they were trying to like, what if they grabbed me by the face and told me to believe something a bunch of times in a row and I just actually believe it because I'm right. just in a stone state where I believe it or something. You know, I right. don't know. What were these drinks that they were making? It could have been like some of that shit that... 
comes from that what's that flower that's in South America that can make oh, you right. do anything the you trumpet want? Trumpet flower, the or trumpet something. flower, a trumpet angel, or something weird, bro. Yeah, angel yeah, trumpet yeah. flower or something, mm-hmm. and it like you can take the seeds from that, and apparently, like if people get a, a smell of it or some shit, the molecules come near you, you like you immediately just like do whatever Abide someone says. Yeah, like hey, give me your wallet. Okay. Yeah. Give me your debit card, credit card, and the cash. Okay. You know. Yeah. That kind of thing. It's fucking scary, bro. I don't know. Yeah. Or like in Midsommar, that movie, bro, where like they, they're just there and like all of a sudden they, they want this one guy to mate with one of their people because they're all incesty. So they like when someone from the outside comes in and they they like start fucking this guy in like an orgy like where all these naked chicks are in a circle all making the noise. Ah, ah, like while the girls are making it. So like in his mind, it's like some extra ass shit and he's tripping. They gave him some weird drink of some substance. Like they mm. like, yeah, it's a weird movie. But like it kind of shows that like People can just go along with things, right. especially when they're intoxicated under right, certain right, substances, right. you know, oh, or be into it uh, even more so because they're under the influence of those substances, right. you know. Yeah, no, I think uh, just watching like some different things, I think one of the best, uh, what, it was just like an interesting thing in saying um, that the guy said like the shamans who's like, he was kind of saying like the shamans who say that they're the ones that do the magic are the, the liars it's the one to allow the the medicine to do the work, and it's like that's an interesting thing because, yeah, like the shaman helps guide, but it is like the medicine that is, you know, getting you to that state of being able to, who knows, like spiritually change or like solve. Kind of like you only you only you know what's going on between the eyes between right. the ears only you. You know, yeah. like even right now we're talking, but just because what you're saying doesn't mean that's the only thing going through your mind while you're saying it. Like right. you're already thinking about what you're trying to say five seconds before you verbalize it almost mm-hmm. type of thing, you know? Yeah. And if the shaman's like, he's just letting, because from, from some of the ones I've seen, like some of the ceremonies, like they just let them go about, they try and guide them. Um, but yeah, like if I think the ones that you got to watch out for, are like the ones who are trying to like. I don't know, persuade or something you because it's like you're in an altered state. So, yeah, you're not thinking straight. So it's like uh, getting told something like who knows what you're going to believe or what you're going to think right after or after that. You right. Know, if you're told something. Seriously. Totally. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate you, Avi. Appreciate you, man. This is fun. Hell yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Symbiosis Now podcast with this episode, having Javi Herrera come join us. Thank you so much, Javi. Shout out to you. Shout out to Kearney out there. Shout out to my amazing friends and family that support me and also remind me that it is important to have good conversation. And thank you to you listeners, because if you're listening, you understand what my goal here and my vision is, is to bring about other conversations that we continue to have because the world has gotten dark in the last year and a half. We got to re-spark the conversation. Thank you, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Symbiosis Now. Have you ever, anybody ever seen a person on an LSD trip? Yes. Yes, okay. I actually saw this live one time. Nobody loves me but my mama and she might be jiving too.